0: Hello there. This is Jim Amici, our storyteller, with two more stories transcribed from the storybook of life. This story takes us across the sea to the Emerald Isle. It's the tale of a young man and a great love. When we first come upon this young fellow, he's sitting in the back of an old-fashioned two-wheeled cart, drinking in the warm, sweet aroma of the Irish countryside. Yes, and he's looking around him, taking in all the old, familiar sights because he's been away for many years, studying in a far-off land. But now he's back, and he smiles, and remembers the ones he left behind. His tiny, gray-haired mother, his tired old father, the fat, sassy brothers and bright, gay sisters, and Betsy. Yes, Betsy, a sweet, young Irish Colleen with a smile and a laugh like a rippling brook. But it's been many years... An awfully long time, perhaps too long. The old cart finally comes to a stop in front of a neat white cottage. The young man jumps off and runs up the path to the front door. And throwing the door open, he calls, Mother, Father, it's Tom. I'm home. So he's home, home at last. And nothing has changed. Or has it? Everything seems all right until he mentions Betsy. Then suddenly there's a silence and heads bow. But no matter how much he questions them, no one will tell him a thing. As soon as he can break away from the solicitations of his family, he dashes off in the direction of the tiny little cottage at the top of the knoll. He strides up the walk and bangs on the front door. Open up, Betsy. Open up, it's your lad come home to claim you. There's no answer. Again, he knocks on the door. Still no answer. He steps back and looks the place over. He could swear there's somebody standing by the curtain at that front window. Yet no one answers his knock. After a while, he turns and leaves. That night, he takes a long walk down the sandy beach by the cool Irish sea. Suddenly, he's aware of a noise behind him. Someone's following him. He turns around and hears, It's only me, Tom, your brother. Well, the young man puts his arm around his younger brother, Perhaps now he'll get some information on Betsy. So first he asks him, Denny, tell me the truth now. Is me darling Betsy married? The boy looks up at him and then he says, No, Tom, honest. She's not married. The young man grabs him by the arm. Well, confounded then. Where is she? What's happened? And so the boy tells him, half fearfully, because he was warned to keep quiet. Well, uh, about a year ago, she... She was in the apothecaries and and well, some some acid exploded and and her face. Oh, Tom, I I can't tell you you wouldn't believe it. It's horrible. She never sees anyone, especially if she won't let you see her. Oh, so that's it. Well, at least his worst fears weren't realized. As long as she isn't married. But how can he get to see her? A plan came to him. But would it work? Oh, he knew it would. Quickly, then, for there's no time to be lost, he runs back to his home. Then he barricades himself in his room. By morning, he's finished his preparations. Quickly, he slammed on his hat and ran to Betsy's home. His heart pounding, he rushes up the pathway to her door. Without knocking, he dashes inside. He catches sight of a girl dashing into a far room. It's Betsy. He tries to catch her, but the door is bolted before he reaches it. He knocks. Then he waits. Not a sound does he hear from beyond that locked door. He knocks again, louder this time. Still no reply from the other room. Placing his quivering lips near the door panel, he calls to her. Betsy? Betsy, it's me. It's your Tom. Tom. Come, darling, open the door. But beyond the door, silence. But this young man refuses to be discouraged. He plants himself firmly in front of the closed door, and then he pulls a few sheets of paper from his pocket, and in a firm, clear voice, addresses the silence beyond the barred door. I'll I'll leave all right, Betsy. But not before I read you something I wrote last night, Betsy. Something I wrote just for you. Are you listening? And with that, he began to read his love poem, the manuscript he had been working on all night. It's a beautiful poem, and it speaks a language that only lovers understand. And when he's finished, there's silence in the room for a long moment. Has he failed? His hands drop to his sides and his poem flutters to the floor. And then the door opened, slowly at first, and then faster. And then the moment he's waited for all those long years had come. She was in his arms, and somehow all he could think of was softness and the sweet smell like lilacs. But he held her tenderly and whispered, Oh, Betsy, Betsy, be. Darling me, darling. Yes, this is the story of a young man and the girl who loved him too much to let him see her poor, scarred face. And it took a poem, one of the most beautiful poems that was ever written, to break down her pride and send her flying into his arms. What was the poem, and who was this young man? Well, I'm sure you'll recognize them both. This young fellow who loved his darling Betsy more than she thought he did was none other than Thomas Moore, the famous Irish poet. And the poem which saved their love has done much for lovers ever since. It's called Believe Me, If All Those endearing Young Charms. There it is, out of the storybook of life. Have you ever stopped to think about the circumstances which may have altered the course of your life? Sometimes a small incident or the events of a single day can change our entire lives. This story might have changed the lives of millions if it had a different ending. It was just beginning to snow that evening when horses' hoofs were heard in the distance drawing ever closer. Finally, the horse drew up in front of the spacious building and the rider alighted. He looked around him and then burst into the house. Hello. Hey, everybody. I am home. Yes, he was home. William, the oldest son, heir to one of the greatest fortunes in Poland, was home from school after several years in Germany. Soon the whole family was around greeting him, asking questions, telling him the local news. Yes, William was home at last. It was that evening at supper that it happened. There was a terrible crash. It came from upstairs. Quickly, the entire family rushed up the stairs to see what had happened. It sounded like it came from baby Susan's room. With William in the lead, they rushed inside. And there, in the middle of the floor, covered with broken toys, lay a pretty young girl in the uniform of a governess. One glance told the family that Susan had been up to one of her favorite tricks, tripping her governess. And... That was how they met. William and the pretty young girl who was trying to manage little Susan. It was one of these things you hear about. Love at first sight. It was just a few words, sometimes a glance at first. And then one night after the others had retired, William found her seated before the huge fireplace in the living room. He fumbled for words at first, and then finally he blurted out, I... I know we have not spoken of anything so serious as love before, but I I am to go back to college soon. And... But the girl turned and smiled in such a way that he knew he didn't have to stumble around anymore. But there was one big obstacle to their love, as she told him one evening. Your family, William, you know what they would say. I am only a peasant, and you... But William shook his head. I do not care what they say. I love you and want you for my wife. And so they planned to run off to be married immediately. But just as they were getting in the carriage to leave for the church, the stern voice of the young man's father rang out from the front stairs. William, if you leave this house, you will be completely disinherited. And so the two of them turned and walked slowly back into the house. If William had been a strong-minded person, the story would have a different ending. But he bowed to the wishes of his family and gave up the girl. And, of course, she left their household forever. But the things they had said to her were still burning in her ears. Somehow she must become as good as this family. And so she decided to devote her life to science. And it's lucky for the world that she did have her heart broken and sought solace in the world of science because this young girl was to become the renowned Madame Curie. And there it is, out of the storybook of life. Till next we meet, when I'll have two more stories transcribed from the storybook of life, I remain your storyteller, Jemomichi.